0: Psalms chapter 57. We'll let our little ones be dismissed to their class. Psalm chapter 57. I just want to read one verse, verse number seven. You know, I might need to pray for me. I've been on a diet for going on three weeks now. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, not just. I, I ain't hungry. I'm just hungry for stuff that I can't eat. I want a, I want a hamburger. I want a bowl of mashed potatoes. I want a piece of cornbread. <laughs> <I want a laughs> I'm going to have y'all want to leave and go eat just a bit. But uh, I've been on a diet for going on three weeks and I ain't been working too good. I ain't, I ain't lost in lost as fast as I want to lose. I want to lose 40 pounds in two weeks and get this over with. (laughs) But uh, I had to get back in the gym to try to help the diet side out of it. Now I'm so sore I can't hardly move. I told Kim on the way to church I'm sore I'm hungry and I'm just I'm grouchy. She's been uh, she's been so kind to me. I've got, such a, I've got such a sweet and kind wife. She's been treating me so good. <laughs> praise the Lord. Psalm 57 and verse number seven. My heart is fixed, oh God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Amen. I, I want to preach on that very thought. My heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. God, I pray and ask you'll just touch us. You'll enable us by the grace of God to preach. Lord, with the anointing. the the anointing destroys the yoke. God, you knew who would be here. You've ordained this service for us. God, I pray that you would just move. God, that your spirit would meet every need in this house, though you'd reach beyond these four walls. I know some that would be here if they could, Lord, but they can't. They're in bad shape. And I pray that you'll touch them, Lord, these that we've been praying for. Sister Darlene and Sister Murphy. God, Sister Denise others, I, I ask for, that you would heal them. I thank you for touching Sister Darlene uh, Bird and her body. What, yes. what a miracle-working God you are. You never cease to amaze me. And I give you praise and glory and honor and thanks. And I ask you that you just do it one more time around this altar tonight. Somebody, Lord, there's something in their life needs to be fixed. David said, my heart is fixed. And I pray you'll fix it tonight in Jesus' mighty name. If you love him, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. Webster's Dictionary says of the word fixed, it means settled, established, firm, or stable. But the Hebrew word in Strong's Concordance for the word fixed, It gives the word picture of something that's lying down. Something that's been broken, knocked over, or blown down, or run over, and to pick it back up and to stand it upright. That's what the word in the Hebrew means there. My heart is fixed. It means that it has been taken and stood upright. It's been positioned back up in a, stand in position. If I were to knock this over, stand it back up to God, it's fixed now. It's fixed. Standing back upright. And David said to God, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed, oh God. Then he said, I will sing and give praise. There was something. That came along and had knocked David down. Something had laid him flat, had run him over, had blown him down. Whatever, if it, if, it, if it's a storm, I've seen storms push trees nearly over. Somebody have to come stand that tree upright, and drive a stake in the ground, and tie that tree to the stake to stand it upright long enough until it can stand again by itself. That's what the Bible definition is of being fixed. And David said, my heart, whatever was wrong in David's life, he told the Lord, you fixed it. I know for us, you know, in in South Alabama, fixed means something totally different than it does anywhere else. That means something was broke And you fixed it? (laughs) It probably don't mean that anywhere else in the country, but that's what it means here. I need you to fix this. And it's a close akin to the biblical definition. Something's laid waste or laid down. And I need you to fix it, Lord. I need you to stand it back upright so that it can stand on its own again. And it reminded me of the words of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts because David said, my heart is fixed. O oh God, my heart is fixed. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Listen to this. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Now he's talking about a, a heart trouble. Because he said, God has commanded the light to shine out of darkness and he has shined in our hearts. And he said, we have this treasure, this light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, inside of us, in our heart, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And he said, we are troubled on every side. The word troubled there is the uh, Greek word, I can't even pronounce it, phlebo <laughs> or something akin to that. It means to crowd, to, to bunch in, to squeeze up in a crowd or to throng. And if the, the best mental picture I can give you according to Strong's Greek's, wrote everything in word pictures. It's the pictures that if I see somebody coming and it's one person and I look at them and say, huh oh, there comes trouble. And that one person, Brother Daniel puts his hand on me and says, now I'm troubled. Well, that ain't what Glebo is. You're seeing a thousand people. Coming and say, Here comes trouble. And all 1,000 all one of them gather around you and all of them put their hand on you. It's almost like trouble is trying to choke the life out of you. That's what the word means in the Greek. I, has anybody besides me ever felt like you had trouble on so many different fronts? That your life wasn't, you know, wasn't, you know, just front and back. That it wasn't even squared, you know, with four sides. You I, I mean, you had so many sides with so much trouble coming at you from one time that you like, there ain't no way. There ain't no way, Lord, that I can make it through all of this or that I can fix all of this. I can't even. See straight harm. We're troubled on every side. He, This is the apostle. Everywhere I look, there ain't nothing but trouble. Everywhere I look, something's going wrong. Everywhere I turn, somebody's against me. Everywhere I go, the devil is trying to attack me. Every time I turn around, all the hell, is assailing me. We are troubled on every side. The Bible means that when He said, "There's no temptation, no test, no trial, no trouble that is taking you, but such as is common unto man." Yeah, right. That's right. Right. It's not a strange thing when you find yourself surrounded by trouble. We're troubled on every side, yet not in distress. David. And our original text said, My heart is fixed. Something laid waste to me, but God stood me upright. I believe David could have told you, I was troubled on every side, but in that text, in Psalms 57 and verse 7, he said, But my heart is fixed, and I'm going to sing and give praise. I'm troubled. Storm winds have blown. Life has tried to knock me down but I'm still standing and I'm going to give God praise for it. Amen. I'm going to sing praise and offer praises unto God. He said we're troubled on every side yet not distressed. Distressed is the result of the trouble. I'm stressed out. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I'm I can't handle this. That's what distress is. We're troubled. I got a thousand things thronging me. Their hands on me, trying to push me down, weight me down, press me down. Troubled on every side. Yet, I am not stressed out. I'm not distressed. That word distress means to be cut off to be straightened in a pinch with no way out. It's a close cousin to the word trouble. It really is, if you study it out in the Greek. But it means almost to the point, being cut off to the point of defeat. In 1 Samuel 30 and 6, David was greatly, here's that same word, distressed, Maybe it was during this time in his life that he said that when he put on the ephod and he went and prayed through, as the old-timers would have called it, he might have come back and pinned down the words, My heart is fixed. My heart is fixed, oh God. I will sing and give praise. Yeah. Maybe it was during that time. But it said David was greatly distressed for the people spake of, Stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what it means. Troubled but not distressed. Somewhere we have to find a place in Jesus to where he stands us aright. To where when all the hell's trying to push you down. When it gets you down there in that state, uh, you can either be cut off uh, and let it kill you or you can, uh, while you're down there, just pray through. And when you get up, uh, my heart's fixed. My heart's fixed, oh God. Hallelujah. I give you praise. Uh, You deserve the glory. Thank Thank God. Hallelujah. That's what... He's talking about we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. And when David found himself greatly distressed, he tells us how to get fixed. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And then the psalmist said in Psalms 56, in verse number 1, says this was a, a song of, of David when the Philistines captured him and took him. In Gath, he said, be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O Thou Most High. What time I am afraid, I will trust in Thee. In God, I will praise His word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what, or what flesh can do unto me. Hallelujah. Fear was trying to swallow him up. And he said, I will put my trust in God. And when he did, he come out in Psalm 57, the next chapter, saying, it's fixed, God. My heart's fixed, and I praise you for it. Listen, he went on to say in that same text the Apostle Paul did, he said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Listen to what he said next. We are perplexed, but not in despair. The word perplexed, appareo, it means this, to have no way out, to be at a total Loss mentally. Dumbfounded. You ever had somebody say something to you and they're waiting for your reaction, they're waiting for your response, and you say, I don't even know what to say. It's so bad. I mean, there ain't nothing good to say. And I've had people say, well, What do you think? What do you you say about it? I don't know what to say. I'm at a loss for words. I, I don't know what to say. That's what the apostle said. We are perplexed. We're at a loss. We seem to have no way out. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. word despair means to be despondent. It means literally to be at a loss for words. He said, seems like I'm dumbfounded. Seems like I don't have an answer. Seems like there ain't no way out. Seems like we ain't gonna make it. But we're not without help. Yeah. We're not without an answer. We're not without a solution. We can still find a remedy. This can still be fixed. This can still be rectified. Amen. How? The same way. David encouraged himself in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord my God. I want to tell you, I don't know what you're facing tonight. God just laid this simple message on my heart. I don't know where you're at. I, I've got so many friends. I've never seen hell fight ministry like hell's fighting ministry right now. I ain't just talking about sin. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about people that are living right, people that are doing right, people that are walking holy before God. and They're, they're getting punched in the mouth out of nowhere. It's warring on their mind. It's stressing them out. You know, anxiety and stress is a real thing. And I've also found out it'll kill you. If you don't find a way to get it off of you, it'll kill you. And the only way I know is to say like David, I will put my trust in the Lord my God, and I will not fear what flesh could do and that's so much easier to say than it is to live when all the hell on every side of you troubled on every side yet not discouraged and then we're perplexed but we're not in despair not distressed and we're perplexed but not in despair. I'm not at a loss. I'm not in a state of despondency. I will arise. Yeah. And I'm going to my father. Yeah. And if it's sin, I'm going to say to my father, I've sinned yeah. in your sight and against heaven. Right. And I'm no longer worthy. Oh, just make me as a hired servant. He said, take the filth off of him." put a new robe on him, put a ring on his finger and put shoes on his feet. This my son was dead. He's alive again. He was lost, but now he's found. You see, we're never utterly without help. We're never utterly at a loss with no solution. If you've fallen in sin, here's the solution. Repent. Cry out to God for mercy. Get out of the heart, period and go home. Yes. Go to God. Yes. Run to Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever's weighing you down, whatever's tormenting, whatever's trying to destroy your life, uh, run from it. Yes. Yes. You know, there's some things in life you're commanded to run from. Fleet fornication. Run from it. Where am I going to run? To Jesus. Hallelujah. I said to Jesus, if it was my phone that was bringing it on, if it was a laptop, computer at home, whatever it was, I'd get rid of it. I'd run it. I'd get me a flip phone. If I couldn't have a phone without it making me sin, without clicking on stuff that's going to send my soul to hell, then I'd buy me a flip phone. You still talk to people because really that's all you need to have a phone. Hello. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's not to watch videos and get on Facebook and do all this other kind of stuff. That's really what computers and laptops were for. But when they made phones so advanced, that's what everybody does with their phone. Now, about anything but talk to people. But if I if I, before I let it sit me to hell, I'd just buy me a flip phone. I, I would just I'd just cancel Wi-Fi at the house if I couldn't handle it. I'd unplug the TV or get rid of it. One. I I'd, I'd hang out with godly people that would hold me accountable and that would impart wisdom in, into my life. You know what that is, don't you? That's church. I go there as often as possible and let those people rub off on me. What are you talking about? Let their good influence uh, rub off on me. You hang out with the wrong people and their bad influence will rub off on you. But if you hang out with the right people, they'll have a good influence on you. Woo, hallelujah. You want to hear something precious? Is, is Cam that set by Malachi on Sunday. And uh, they're, they're fostering him right now. And he came to baseball camp. I try to bond with all them boys. Just love on them, but especially somebody in his situation that I, I don't know what he's been exposed to. I don't know what his home life has been. It can't be too great or he wouldn't be In the system, but I thought, Lord, you got a door, a window. He—he's in our church now, and so especially him had him, my grandson, in the camp. So I'm loving on him and picking with him, playing with him, and trying to make it fun for him to be out there. And then this past Sunday, I felt like Sunday was an awesome day, church. For me, it just was. Sunday morning was so awesome for me. And then Sunday night was good. And after Sunday night, he came up to me and he put his arm around me and he hugged me real big. He said, Brother Eddie, I love you. Mm. And he said, I want to be like you when I get big. Yes. And I hugged him back I said, I love you too, Cam. Mm. And I said, I need to be a whole lot better if you want to be like me. Hallelujah. I need to be a whole lot better yes. if somebody wants to be like me. But how, how do you get that? You don't get up and go to the house of God. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to church. Let's go to church because I've been troubled on every side. (laughs) I've been troubled on every side. When I get there, it keeps me from being distressed. I've been perplexed in what I've been going through. But when I get in that altar service, or when the Holy Ghost breathes in there, he keeps me from being in despair. Hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. The Lord's my help, and he's your help. And he will help if you'll ask him. Then he said, he went on. I'm telling you, he was facing it. He said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. I think everybody knows what it means to be persecuted. I think you do. Dioko is the Greek word. In any way whatsoever to harass, trouble, or molest. That's what it means in the Greek to persecute. 2 Timothy 3 and 10 says, Thou hast fully known my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love and patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, and Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. Sometimes persecutions, you don't get deliverance from them. Sometimes they rock on. Sometimes they last a long time. But you know what he said? I endured them. Weeping endures the night. You know what that means? Uh, I outlasted the night. I outlived the night. I cried all night long knowing this. uh, Joy is going to come in the morning. Weeping won't last forever. If I can endure the night... Joy is going to come in the morning. Affliction and persecution won't last forever. If we can endure it, liberty will come. Joy will come. Amen. Revival will come. He said, what persecutions I endured. I like that. He said, but out of them all, out of them all. Not one time did God forsake it. Right. Not one battle did the Lord let the devil defeat him. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. you know Jesus is undefeated. Yeah. And if you walk with God, you'll be undefeated. Yeah. Woo, hallelujah. Yeah. I said, if you just walk with God, you'll be undefeated. Forty years from now, somebody said, man. Oh, Brother Homer's still in church, ain't he? He's still with you. He still is. Hallelujah. All right, that's amazing because we read the same Bible and we're still doing what we know to do, pray, seek God, love God, walk with God, worship God, and we're being kept by the power of God. You'll be undefeated. Does it mean you've never been in a battle? Are you kidding me? Does it mean you've had an easy, pampered life? I wish. Does it mean nobody's ever hurt your feelings or ended you? Come on. <laughs> I said a long time ago. We 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 started out along twenty-one years ago, and there were there was men that signed a name on the dotted line. We're gonna. We're going to sign as guarantors with you on this church. That means if the church fails, everybody that signed as guarantors, they get to pay the bill. Y'all know what that means, don't you, a guarantor? I had to have five of them. Well, it wasn't but after a year or two, There wasn't but two guarantors left. All the rest of them, gone. And I said, they got a lot of faith in me. Because if I just quit and say, I'm leaving too, then they got to help me pay the bill with none of us here. Listen, if God ain't going to quit, I sure ain't. And if God can't fail, neither will I. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! You know, it's one thing for the devil to attack you. But at least in your battle, you can know you picked the fight with the wrong dudes. You can beat me. You you can. I, I mean, within an inch of my life. But somehow, some way, God's going to make a way. When this is over, I'm coming out on top. Throw those three Hebrew boys into the fire. Even the the the, the guards that threw them into the fire. The heat slew them. Throw them in there, and the only thing that got burned was the cords that held them bound. They walked around loose, free, and there was an orc man walking in the fire with them. And when it was all over with and they came out, the Bible said uh, the coat didn't even smell like smoke. Ooh, hallelujah! 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 We're going to come out of this uh, with victory. You're going to come out on the other side uh, on top. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How can you lose when you walk with God who's never lost? You can't. He said we are perplexed yet not in despair. We're persecuted yet not He said, out of every persecution, the persecution that I had to endure, out of them all, every one of them, the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. He said, you mark my words well, I endured it but out of every one of them God delivered me. He said, mark it down, you're going to endure yours as well but out of them all God is going to deliver you. Out of them all, the Lord is going to deliver you. He said persecuted but not forsaken. word forsaken there means to leave behind. Amen. To leave behind, to desert or to abandon. I don't have to tell you that the Lord said he would never leave us nor forsake us. Psalm 37 and 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. And verse 24 says, though he fall, (laughs) he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I've been young and now am old. Yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken. Hallelujah. <laughs> I've never seen the Lord desert anybody. I've never seen my God abandon a wounded soldier in the field and walk off and leave him to die. He said, though I though I fall, the Lord will uphold me. Maybe it was after Bathsheba. Maybe it was after Nathan pointed his finger at him and said, you're the man. Maybe it was then that David said, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed, oh God. I'll sing, and give praise to you. I can't help it, church, it burdens me. And he said, we're cast down, but not destroyed. Thank God. Cast down, but not destroyed. The word cast down in the Greek, if you want to ask me what it means in Alabama language, means to be body slammed. That's what it means. It means to take somebody, throw them down. If you ain't ever been body slammed, I have. Say how? Because I come up with a big family. All us boys are going to wrestle. He's gonna pick each other up, toss each other. Body slams, souplets, headlocks, figure folks <laughs> You get body slam, knock the breath out of you. That means leave me alone, I'm dying. We're cast down. It means to throw to the ground, prostrate; to put in a lower place, to lay down as low as a foundation. That's pretty low. I'm all the way on the bottom. I've been cast down. Ain't nobody here. Some, at some point in your life it didn't feel like you was all the way on the bottom right. I have been cast down to the bottom I have just bounced off the floor and this has knocked all the spiritual breath right out of me Amen to lay prostate on my face thrown to the ground I'm cast down. But thank God he didn't just. That's the end of it. I'm cast down. This is the last you'll ever hear of me. I'm dead. He said, No, I'm cast down, church, but not destroyed. Kirsten, if you'll help me, I'm finished. The word destroy there means to destroy fully, to perish, to lose out, to die, to mar or to perish, to put out of the way entirely to abolish, to bring to an end, to ruin, to render useless, to kill or to destroy. The thief cometh not before the kill or to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We're cast down. You'll get a blow in It'll knock the breath out of you sometime. The Lord said, I've come that you might have life. Amen. Have it more abundantly. Job said, and I'm closing with this, in chapter 19 and verse 25, I know that my Redeemer liveth. He shall stand at the latter day upon the earth, and though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh, I will see God. Take your best shot, devil. He does, he has, and he will. You ain't fought your last battle. You ain't crossed through your last valley. And you ain't come up against the last devil because we ain't home yet. And you may feel cast now. You may feel like all the spiritual breath is not completely out of your body. But the Lord said, I won't let him destroy you. I am your life. The Bible said, in him we live. In him we move. In him we catch. We, we have our bed. They put Jesus, they cast that body that was so lacerated, so torn apart, so utterly crucified. They put it in a tomb and rolled a rock in front of it after they bound it up in grave clothes and anointed it with myrrh and spices and ointment. And the devil said, boy, we have cast him into the grave, into the pit of the grave. That's it for him. The scripture said, thou wilt not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. He said, I might be cast down, but I'm not destroyed. Three days, i coming out of here. The Bible said that That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me and that same spirit does what? It quickens or resurrects what? My mortal body. There's so many times that I have felt cast down. I don't have any breath left in me, oh God. David said, my heart's fixed and I will sing and give praise. I do have breath in my body to praise him. Let everything that hath breath He's trying to knock the breath out of you, but let everything that has breath praise. Ye the Lord. What happened? Spirit quickened my mortal body. I'm alive tonight. I haven't quit because he quickens me. I haven't backslid because he quickens me. I, I don't feel like giving up because he quickens me. I don't feel like that I'm going to die or I'm going to be defeated because the Lord is quickening me. As a preacher of the gospel, I don't feel like a failure because the Lord quickens me. As an evangelist, I believe I'm going to see revival because the Lord quickens me. And as a child of God, my eyes, my heart are fixed on heaven on the coming, the soon return of the Lord because the Lord has quickened me to be ready when he returns. I don't know where you're at, what you're facing, or what you feel like. I just know that God gave me an encouraging word for you tonight. Wherever you're at, if you're cast down, if you're troubled on every side, if you're perplexed, whatever situation you're in, he's the answer. If you let him, on a Wednesday night, he'll help you. When you leave this house, going down the road, you raise your hand to God and say, my heart's fixed, Lord. My heart's fixed tonight. The problem may not be over, but I'm better. You've helped me. Because of you, I'm going to make it. Because of you, I'm going to be all right. That's victory. That is victory. It's called victory in Jesus. That's victory. of you meet me in this altar tonight. Say, Lord, that's my prayer. Amen. I'm troubled, but I'm not distressed. I'm perplexed, but I'm not going to be in despair. I cast down, but I'm not gonna be destroyed. I leave this all to the Lord. I'm gonna be able to pray with the psalmist. My heart is fixed.